0: Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is the final installment of our Latin series on spiritual practices. Today I'll be talking to you about seasons and rituals and traditions, and how the observance of these different rhythms of life can give greater meaning and greater direction and greater connection to God in our walk of faith. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends. If you think of it, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. That does just help other people find and discover the podcast. And please uh, share it with friends as well. We really appreciate all the ways that this, has, this audience has been growing and expanding. And we're excited to bring you more great weekly content from Bethany. Okay, but let's get into it now. Here is a discussion on rituals, traditions, and seasons. Hey, for this final podcast on spiritual practices during the Lenten season, I I, I might actually record more later, but we wanted to give you this series during Lent. Uh, The final practice that I wanted to talk to you about is the importance of ritual and rhythm and seasons. We're in the season of Lent, and as you may or may not know, the Lutheran Church has six liturgical seasons that we observe. And these different seasons come with different flavors and different themes and different approaches and traditions all attached to them. Lent, obviously, is a very penitential time, a time for self-reflection, a time when we uh, fast or pray or renew our spiritual vigor, if you will. And that's great. It's nice to have this time every year when we're called back to it. And really, that's where these liturgical seasons can be of such value and such a gift, is that they create a rhythm for our life. They set up specific times for you to approach your life and your walk of faith just a little bit differently, just to keep things fresh so we don't get bored, or maybe to help remind you of a truth about your life of faith, a a promise of God that you had long since forgotten. But then here comes this liturgical season rolling back around, the season of Easter, which reminds us that from death comes new life. Maybe Easter comes just at that moment when you needed to hear and be reminded of that promise most. That's what seasons can do for us. Little known fact, the book of Genesis, right? First book in our Bible, Genesis chapter 1 tells the creation story. And in the creation story, the way that it's set up is that God creates, and there's seven days to these creations, and it's very clear that the author's theme is this idea of God bringing order out of chaos. The way that it talks in the beginning of Genesis 1 is it says that the spirits hovered over the waters, um, over the chaos, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so each day follows this rhythm of God speaking and something coming into being. And what comes into being seems to be very, very intentional And it seems to bring order to the world that previously was extremely disordered. If you look carefully at that Genesis chapter 1 poem, it's really cool. The items that God creates on day 1 are linked to what God creates on day 4. Day 2 is linked to day 5, and day 3 is linked to day 6. Basically what happens is that on day 4, God fills in what was created on day one. And on day five, God fills in what was created on day two. On day six, God fills in what was created on day three. And so there's an order to that first chapter of Genesis just inherently in and of itself. It's all of these systems and rhythms being established. Another piece to that Genesis chapter 1 poem, I I like to call it a poem because it really does read like poetry, is that there are seven days described. And within Judaism, there is something called the chiastic form. This exists in literature as well. And the idea of the chiastic form is that the meaning is in the middle. So... Um, If you ever listen to a lot of parables of Jesus, oftentimes within the Gospels, Jesus' parables will be clumped all together. And then the real true meaning of what Jesus is getting at can be found in the parable that's right in the middle of that long section. And so that can help you understand what some of these other parables around it might mean. It's a chiastic form. Uh, Harry Potter is uh, seven uh, uh, seven books within the Harry Potter trilogy. And if you look at it, book four is the real turning point. The first three books in the Harry Potter story are all about Harry at school, and he goes on some adventures, and some funny things happen. But then in book four is when Lord Voldemort returns. Spoiler alert, um, he finally returns at the end of book four. And so then the, the next three books are... All of Harry um, battling this new Lord that's risen to power, this new dark Lord. So you get the idea. It's chaotic chiastic form. And within the Genesis parable that I was talking about, the Genesis poem, Genesis chapter 1, the fourth day of creation is when God creates the sun and the moon and the stars. And it says specifically within the scriptures that God creates these and sets them into motion to mark the seasons. God creating order out of chaos really finds its emphasis in the establishment of seasons and rhythms. Within Judaism, of course, there are all sorts of festivals and traditions that help mark the times of year. Those festivals and traditions also give meaning and identity to the Jewish people. And it's all just a reminder of what a gift these seasons and rituals can be for our life of faith. The ways that they give rhythm, the ways that they give identity, the ways that they help us live and move and breathe within the world. And so that's why we're talking about seasons and rituals and traditions as a spiritual practice, because they do give added meaning to our life, added identity and direction. We are people who fast for 40 days during the season of Lent. We are people who celebrate the risen Lord during the season of Easter. We are people who look towards the coming of Christ into the world during Advent. We are people who celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas. You're starting to get the idea. In order to give you some specifics about this, though, what I would say, what I would really encourage you to do is to find further ways to observe the seasons. Establish your own rituals and traditions that link with these times of year because these times of year are a gift. They give rhythm and identity and purpose to our life. And if we can lean into that a little bit more, there's even greater value to be, to, to be claimed. Greater connection with God that we can experience when we lean into these seasons just a little bit more. A fun example, one of my very strange uh, practices is that I have (laughs) painstakingly, over many years, taken diligent notes about the rhythms and the flavors and the traditions of each month. Now, the months are not liturgical seasons, January, February, March, but they're very clear markers on our calendar of something changing. After February 28th comes March 1st, unless it's a leap year, (laughs) But what I've done is really tried to pay attention to what, what does life feel like in the month of March? What, what does life feel like in the month of January? What would I really want to do during those times of year that might give greater meaning to that particular month of the year? Let me give you some examples. I've, I've done a lot of thinking about the different flavors that come throughout the course of the year. Yes, because we have, you know, Target and Amazon and all these ways to buy whatever you want, you could probably buy any sort of flavor of anything at any time of the year if you really wanted to. But there is something really special about having a pumpkin spice latte in the month of October. It just feels right. It just tastes right. There's something special about having sugar cookies at Christmas time. Different flavors tend to have different times of year that they link with. And so I've created this 12-month calendar and really given a lot of thought to, okay, what are the specific flavors of each month? And how could I bring greater joy, uh, greater intentionality to the month of March by the flavors of things that I eat? For example, since you're probably curious about the month of March, the month of March, of course, has St. Patrick's Day in it. And so I always buy... Irish cream coffee creamer. You can get it at the stores. You know, I always have that during the month of March. Never any other time of the year. It's just the flavor of March, that Irish cream coffee flavor. Uh, another example, on St. Patrick's Day, I'm not Irish, but a way to just celebrate and further enjoy and appreciate that day, I always try to eat a Reuben sandwich on St. Patrick's Day. I probably should be eating corned beef and cabbage, but I don't really like it that much. Uh, So I found a Reuben, which is a sandwich that I enjoy and appreciate. And so every St. Patrick's Day, I try and uh, order that from a restaurant or make it at home uh, for myself and the family. These seem like silly ideas, but it speaks to a greater possibility is that we can further enjoy and appreciate the, the minor moments of life by bringing some intentionality to it. Within Judaism, This is called a mitzvah, and there are all of these different ways that you can experience a mitzvah, which is just like a blessing. And so, for example, a good way to think about it, there is a special blessing that you can say, special mitzvah, a little prayer when observing a sunset, and that is a way to bring greater joy and greater connection to God through just simply watching and appreciating a sunset. Judaism spells this out and gives you these ways of further appreciating what's there. Within our Christian life of faith, we can do the same things. And I think by leaning into our liturgical seasons or our specific celebrations, that that is becomes possible. I, I love that we are a liturgical church who every year goes through these same rhythms. So that then you can establish some traditions and you can remember... Oh, yeah, on Monday, Thursday, we usually wash feet. And that seems really weird. But there's something really intimate and special about it. And, and it's great to remember that Jesus watched his disciples' feet. And so every year we can look forward to this. Or we, you know what else we've been doing? Seniors, we've been having those silly Super Bowl parties. or ways to remember that, yes, the biggest football game of the year happens also on a day when we have a worship service. But how can we as a community bring greater joy to that day? Uh, Just by remembering that, yeah, there's a world that goes on around us that has football games. uh, And we, too, can appreciate and celebrate that and realize that God blesses us with entertainment. You're starting to get the idea, I think. And so I would just encourage you, uh, the the, the liturgical seasons themselves, I think, are a, a place where we can really lean in. There are six of them. Uh, Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost. Those are the six liturgical seasons of the year. And you'll notice that our church services on Sunday change just slightly with each liturgical season. It helps establish this rhythm. And just like a Jewish mitzvah, where you can say a prayer to bring further joy and connection with God by leaning into the moment that's what these liturgical seasons do. That's what the changes to our liturgy allow is for this chance for us to lean in a little bit more to the themes and the rhythms and the traditions of that specific period of time. And by walking through these years and these rhythms for, for for many, many years on top of each other, it suddenly becomes a part of who you are. And so the month of March rolls around and you're feeling like, yeah, it's, it's like Lent. It's always snowing outside in Colorado. The weather is more dreary than any other month, it seems. And so maybe I can take this time to, to self-reflect a little bit more, to, to focus more on a life of prayer and my interior life. Uh, in preparation for that great Easter celebration, when spring bursts forth, when new life is happening all around us, we can find greater joy by walking Lent and then leaning into Easter. So there you go. Those are a bunch of thoughts about the gifts of ritual and tradition and seasons. I hope that was interesting. And, and I do encourage you to find your own little ways. Uh, it doesn't Within the life of a church, it's kind of special and exciting because we as a whole community walk these rhythms together. But you can make your own monthly calendar of family traditions if you want. You can find your own ways to establish specific practices or flavors or genres of books. That's another thing that I have on my list. The genres of movies that have a particular time of year as a way to bring further joy and appreciation to your life. Sure, maybe there's a movie that you really love. What if you watched it every year in the month of April? Because it's all about spring. I don't know it could bring even greater joy and appreciation to what God has already given to you. And and that's just a, a unique way of approaching our life of faith, too, is to look for the ways that the we can further appreciate the blessings God's already given us. All right, that's enough about all that. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for sharing these podcasts with family and friends to invite them to listen along. And uh, we will have more information on this. This concludes the Spiritual Practices uh, Lenten uh, series. But I'll probably do more spiritual practices in the future. Uh, And next week we'll have a very special episode as Pastor Gary and I sit down to talk about Holy Week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for sharing. Stay in peace.